1: Welcome back to Trot's Life, and it's our Taz Racing segment with Jamie Cockshut, who is down the line, and Claire McDonald uh, joins us as well. And it's uh, it's not welcome to Trot's Life for Claire. It's welcome back to Trot's Life. How are you today, Claire? Oh, good, thanks, Toby. And Jamie, mate, uh, nice and early there for you. Uh, How are you, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, mate. I just um, wake up, Tobes, just to uh, make sure I'm here to listen to your dulcet tones and have a chat to Claire. You're, uh, you tell us you're the hardest working person in uh, in the world, Jamie, so how come we had to wake you up for this? I don't know about the hardest working person <laughs> in the world, <laughs> but but
2: yeah, no, I watched a bit of the football actually, so I am a bit tired, <laughs> but, <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> but nah, she'll be right, mate, nah, I'll soldier on, I'll go to work soon as I finish. We we finish the show, mate.
1: All right, now Claire, tell us a little bit about uh, your history in harness racing, and you've got a horse called Sports Candy, who's having its third start for you as as a trainer, and and it's your third start as a trainer as well. So maybe we'll go back and uh, have a chat, or you give us a bit of an explanation on your history in harness racing and where your love for the sports come from.
0: Yeah, no worries. Um, so I was born into the sport. Um, my parents have both got um, family involvement in that. Um, my mum grew up in Victoria and her uncle and grandfather had horses. And um, on my dad's side, my grandfather and dad had um, always trained horses. And dad took a little trip to Victoria to look at a filly. And he always says, you come home with two. Um, his <laughs> mum happened to be there at the stables as well. So um, that's how I come about. And um, I think... First trip to Hobart, I was about nine days old. Mum had to take the double float as well, and we've been going ever since.
1: So what family is your mum from?
0: Uh, Her uncle um, was called Chris Giff and he lived up at Maryborough.
1: Yeah, okay. Very good.
0: Yeah, just a little hobby trainer.
1: And your dad is Rodney Burgess, who's had had a bit of success over the time, got a few good horses from david miles and the, and the Light family. So is there connection there, or is that just people that you bought horses from over the time?
0: Yeah, family connections through racing, um also the Dunn uh,
1: yep.
0: family as well. Um, yeah, Aaron um, Dunn and the team up there. so um, and you know back in the day, um, you know he, he was you know leading trainer in the state when I was a kid with. Great horses like Benin and our lady Lindy, New and um, yeah, and the like. So, yeah, just always been a part of what we do.
1: Jamie, I'll let you enter the conversation. You might know a bit about Rod as well. Yeah, no, Rod's been around a while, but he
2: he, he took a back backward step oh, probably three or four years ago, Claire, because he's getting on a bit, isn't he, the poor old bugger?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yep, he um, has caught up all those years of um, shoeing his own horses and uh, working hard, uh, but he's certainly um, very keen to supervise. I let him know I was going to the track <laughs> in the morning and we had to readjust the time so that he could um, come along and supervise. He's um, certainly got a, a, um, a new lease on life, having a, um, a racehorse about the place and um, also helping the kids out with the ponies He likes to... If we're a bit stuck for time, he'll drive the jogger and the kids put their ponies on there and that keeps him you know, engaged with the
2: sport. Yeah. Did, did he head over to Melbourne last weekend with the kids with the pony trot for the Inter-Dominion night? Mum yeah, and Dad? we did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Dad didn't, but um, he you know, watched Keenly on the replays and things like that and was waiting for photo updates. Um, it was an amazing experience for the kids.
2: Yeah, no, it would have been an amazing experience and you know, just something too towards the kids if they were sitting on the fence, whether to keep going with it or not, but I'm sure they're hook, caught hook, line and sinker now after that experience on Saturday night. And, um...
0: Yeah, 100%. And like all those four kids um, that went over, they're all fourth-generation harness racing kids, so I think it basically tells you once you're once in your blood, <laughs> um, you're always hooked in some way, shape or form.
2: Yeah, well, well, that's it. You know, like Gareth and Alyssa's two daughters, <laughs> you know, they've been oh, geez, on the pony trots ever since I was two or three years of age, I think, ever since I can remember. I, Gareth's grandma, ever sent me some photos the other week about them. Um, the little fella, the little son, leading a pony into the leading a pony into the stalls and and all that sort of stuff, which was just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, no, they, they certainly know. And look, they, um, you know, all four families are really keen on good, um, good skills and having fun, and that's what it's all about. Um, you know, doing your best and, uh, and you know, representing the state well. All the kids were there. It's why we raised t-shirts, and there's a great pick of yeah. the four of them lined up. Um, they're looking uh. at the saddling Paddocks and turn. Um, you know, they got stars <laughs> in their eyes. And
1: they're loving it. <laughs> cool. How far are they off uh, race driving, Claire? Is that is that that far away? How old are they? Uh,
0: um, no, this this group are a bit younger. We've just lost, obviously, Brody Davis and Jacob Duggan have um, slipped up into the driving ranks, and Ryan Backhouse. So they're you know, it is a good um, grounding for the kids. But the um, the eldest of the three girls are sort of 12 and 13 at the moment. So they range um, from 13 down to six.
1: You you must take a lot of heart though from. The opportunities that the the junior kids get down there, like we've got them leaving Victoria to head down to Tassie because they get more opportunity, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's a bit um, smaller pond, and so they can come down here and and um, get it go around a little bit more. But you know, certainly, it's um, in any career development you need to um, seize opportunities, and that means moving around, whether it's moving companies or moving states. Yeah, it's what you've got to do.
1: Tell us a bit about Sports Candy. Who's racing on Sunday night? It's uh, has it, is it a horse you've always been associated with, and you've just taken over the training?
0: Yeah, um, we were shareholders with her when um, Connor um, first bought her from New South Wales, and um, obviously she's you know getting up in grade and. Um, it's a, she's a tricky horse to um, place and race for other people so we were really keen just to have a horse that was a, a nice sensible horse as a hobby um, she's a lovely, lovely old girl to have around the place and um, just a change of scenery for her um, uh, work her out of the paddock and um, easy going pace compared to bigger stables um, she seems to be enjoying it and, um, you know, hopefully she's, she's competitive this campaign
1: What chance Sunday night Jamie? Oh, she's got a pretty tough race, but
2: she has drawn well. Hopefully she can just sitting behind the leaders and hopefully they go hard and she can just keep poking through and the gap opens up and be good to see you hit the line because she's a capable sit-spinner on a night and she's got the perfect draw this week, Toby, so it wouldn't shock me to see her you know, around the mark for sure and she's definitely one to put in for the the minor exotic placings. But while, while we've got you there, Claire, have you got any dreams to have any more horses in the stable if it's keeping Dad keen?
0: <laughs> I'd love to not go to work and play horses all day, but it doesn't pay the bills <laughs> unless you've got a big team. Um, I think my long-term goal in um racing industry is to have one or two and have a um, a race horse adjustment uh, business. So uh, you know work hard for the next few years and um, have enough property then to be able to do that. I've just dabbled in it for a little bit for a couple of people recently and you know had some good results and good feedback. so,
2: one day um that might be what we can do oh you know that'd be unreal you know especially up there at the northwest coast it's a beautiful part of tasmania even though i'm down south but um
0: yeah just another
2: (laughs) yeah just another one We'll, we'll be quite remiss of me not to touch on the progress of the new track at devonport you know you'd know a lot more about it than me what what's going on there mate for the listeners out there
0: yeah, um, starting to get to um, some exciting stages where people will be able to see things. Um, the development application is now live, which is really exciting. Um, at, with council, and um, after um, New Year, we'll go out to um, for public consultation. Um, it's a it's a great location, especially close to the ship and the airport. So um, you know, we, when we hold the biggest races in the state on the best track in the state. Uh, it'll be great for flying in and uh, bringing in horses.
2: Oh, that's great news. And, you know, for the yeah. people out there, just, uh, you know, the confidence that it's going to happen sooner than later. It'll be good to see some of the yep. plans up there in the new yeah, year and, and the plans, um, for the North West.
0: Yeah, plans look amazing. Um, stables, you know, under one roof um, with public access um, to them. Parade rings straight out onto the track and about 15, 20 metres from the function centre. It uh, will be yeah it'd be really
1: good I'll tell you a quick story Claire about a bloke over here Tim McGuigan who always trained one or two horses for a long time and then Darby McGuigan got to about age 17 and started race driving and next thing you knew he was working 10, 11, 12 and he still is working 10, 11, 12 and I just wonder if in 5 or 6 years time uh, Claire McDonald's got not quite Ben Yole numbers but you've got 10 or 12 of them. the kids are all involved as well
0: well, it, yeah, it, I mean that's what we did in um, in my generation um, when I was that sort of age. That's the numbers that Dad had, and um, when we enjoyed it. And Alec, is just—he lives and breathes it. His his home reading is the form guide, and he clicks to see how many drives whatever <laughs> driver's had on what track and um, loves that sort of stuff. And he certainly had a couple of great days um, work experience um, in Victoria. So I've got some school holiday plans sorted out for him
1: uh, over the next few years. Very good. All right, Claire, anything else, Jamie, or you're all good for making? No, well, that's about it, mate, but no, good luck on
2: Sunday night, Claire. Hopefully the, the mayor can poke for him and run a bit of money, and you, know, you never know, there'll be a win somewhere soon for her, especially over the, the summer carnival up around the north West coast for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a it's a tough race, and it's a tough race for you, but if she can poke up and see in the first half of the field at 400, um, hopefully they've run some good even time and she'll be there about.
1: Thanks for coming on, Claire. We'll, uh, we'll no doubt speak to you again before the opening of the Devonport track, the new Devonport track there, and uh, I'll be fishing for an invitation.
0: No worries. I look forward to um, putting that shovel in
1: and digging the first shot. Good on you, Claire. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Thanks, Claire. There is Claire McDonald, who is a multi-participant, isn't she, in many ways, Jamie? Mate, uh, let's get a breakaway. We'll come back the other side, and Jamie Cockshut will give us all the winners from the weekend. And I will mention So Art I, and we'll talk about that as well.